The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Well, for our thinking point today, we're turning our attention to uh, developments taking place in Eswatini. Over the weekend, the government announcing that the editor of the Swaziland News that Zweli Martin Dlamini is now considered a terrorist. He joins us on the line. Good morning, Zweli. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Firstly, how did you receive the news of the fact that you've now been declared persona non grata? Yes, I suppose it's even beyond that, um, you know, being classified as a terrorist in Eswatini. Did the government uh, publish a legal notice, as it said, declaring me as the editor of the Swaziland News and the publication as a terrorist uh, or terrorist entities? And it came after a long, long, long clash between this publication and the government. It, uh, it was perpetrated or influenced by the critical articles we are publishing against King Swati and his dictatorship government. So do you think that fundamentally at the heart of this classification is to shut you as a journalist and the publication that you're working for, uh, that you know, that you're the editor of, to shut you up. Indeed, the the main intention here is to silence the voices of the people of Sweden. As you might be aware, the media is the voice of the people. Whatever we publish is in the public interest. We act on behalf of the public. We deal with public issues. So currently in Eswatini, the people are calling for democratic reforms. And most of the stories are published in our publication. And this Swazilian news has played a critical role in shaping the political landscape in Eswatini. So since its establishment, uh, we have seen various changes in terms of uh, the way the people perceive the monarchy in Swaziland. Because the media has been censored for years in that country. And so now the government understands that uh, uh, by targeting this publication, they think they will then silence the voices calling for democratic reform. So it's not only a target in me personally or the publication as a media company, but it's a target or an attack to the people of Swaziland. The government is seeking to silence their voices. Zweli, tell me more about the Winter Revolution. What is the Winter Revolution? Uh, it, it, it's very complicated, uh, well, that one, because uh, it came through propaganda efforts by the government. The government uh, uh, tried to create propaganda using some of the international media agencies that uh, I myself I was accused of meeting uh, international donors uh, in Mauritius, in Rwanda, where we were plotting uh, to influence a revolution in Swaziland. But there's no evidence suggesting that I have those. I'm in South Africa. It's very easy to track uh, someone uh, these days. So there's no evidence. So this, this thing of a winter revolution has been uh, perpetrated by the government trying to create an impression that uh, the cause for democratic reforms in Swaziland are influenced by foreign agencies. But the truth of the matter is, indeed, uh, there is a political unrest in Swaziland. 
people are calling for democratic reforms, but the way it was then uh, uh, structured or, 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 or in, in, the way it was structured or the impression that was created by the government, the government is trying to accuse international agencies of trying to threaten the sovereignty of the kingdom of Eswatini, when, in, when the, in fact it's the people of Eswatini who are calling for democratic reform. So they turn it into the winter revolution. Of course, part of what we have seen over the last year have been, you know, different periods of unrest, of protests in Eswatini. Again, as you've said, much of it linked to these calls for democratic reform. What is the state in in that country today as we speak? The the political temperatures are rising as we speak Yesterday, a police officer was shot, and uh, this shooting of security officers came after the establishment of the Swaziland International Solidarity Forces. We published a series of articles where the people and those linked to the pro-democracy movement uh, told the government that they will now engage in underground activities after the shooting of over 100 people in Swaziland, many for demanding democratic reforms. So now almost every week we are seeing or witnessing the shooting of uh, state security officers because the people now they are resorting to uh, attacking these officers after the killing of civilians uh, last year. And the killing of civilians is ongoing in Swaziland. People are being abducted by Swati security forces. Uh, people are being kidnapped. People are being killed. So it's almost like a looming civil war. Zoli, why do you think it is that there hasn't and there doesn't seem to be um, continued mainstream coverage of what is happening in Eswatini right now? Can you repeat your question? I'm asking why you think it is that there isn't mainstream media coverage of what is happening in Eswatini right now. Of course, as mentioned, the media in Swaziland is captured, is fully controlled by the king or those linked to the king. And 90% of the media companies in Swaziland are owned by King Umswati or entities linked to him. So for years, the government has been trying to silence the people by disseminating false information. And you might be aware the world uh, over the years has been thinking that uh, Eswatin is a peaceful country, people are happy there, uh, the environment is refreshing. When in fact people were being killed, people were being silenced, those who dare raise a voice against Mswati or his government uh, will be killed. So the media, the, the captured media has been playing that role and they continue to try and portray as if the situation is, is slowly becoming normal. As, I, as I'm talking to you now, a, a police officer was shot yesterday. But the way the media is reporting it, short, you, you read the story saying a police officer shot by unknown people. They don't want to link it to the political activities because they know by so doing, this will raise the eyes of the international community, knowing that these so-called killings are of a political nature. So it's a systematic dissemination mm. of propaganda in the reporting of the state-captured media. 
All right. Uh, Mr. Dlamini, we're going to continue the conversation with you after the latest 9.30 news headlines. Zueli Martin Dlamini, the editor of Swaziland News, has been declared a terrorist in his home country of Eswatini. And Musa has your latest headlines. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, I'm taking your calls 011-714-2006 on the WhatsApp line 0614-104-107 and on Twitter at SFM Radio, the hashtag there, SFM Talking Point. We're in conversation with Zueli Martin Dlamini for our thinking point today. He's the editor of Swaziland News uh, and he's currently been declared a terrorist in that country for his coverage of what is unfolding there. So, Zueli, the, 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 the classification then of you being a terrorist um, in Swaziland, what does it mean for you? Um, thank you. Uh, for me, it won't change my reporting. Maybe I will start by stating that it won't change the way I report because I am the people's journalist. I understand my duties as a journalist mm. that uh, I must act in the public interest. If reporting about democracy is in the public interest, uh, I will continue doing that because you will understand that democracy, as I mentioned earlier in a recent interview, democracy it, it means fairness, democracy means equality, democracy means uh, freedom for the people. So it is in the public interest to report about it because in Swaziland, people are not enjoying democracy. Their voices have been crying in the political wilderness, crying for freedom. So um, coming back to your question, maybe I can also clarify that uh, for me as a journalist, uh, I I know they are trying to uh, influence the international community. They are trying to brand this publication as a terrorist entity Maybe they are trying to uh, um, make sure that the international organization, human rights organization, who are supporting this publication, then start to 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 sit back. They know we can't deal with the terrorists. But uh, I'm happy that uh, I've been receiving calls from international organizations. They have expressed their support. They understand what is happening in Swaziland. And I'm happy uh, to also mention that the way the government of South Africa have handled this issue, uh, they have tried several times to seek an extradition uh, here in Salam. They want to take me back to Swaziland so that I can be killed. But I understand that uh, the, the, the way this government of South Africa is, is handling this matter diplomatically, I'm very happy and uh, I'll urge those who are handling it, even though some of them I don't know. I'm just informed by uh, some of my sources within the high political hierarchy mm. that uh, they have been trying to make sure that I'm handed over to the law enforcement agencies in Swaziland that is known for killing people. Is it difficult to report on what is happening um, in Eswatini without you having access, physical access to that country? It is very, very difficult because the moment you publish a story that is critical of Eswatini, you will see or you will be visited by armed police officers. And those armed police officers will raid your home, they will take you to the police station, 
they will they will torture you. It is what has been subjected to by Mswati's police officers. But it's not only Mswati's police officers, even the soldiers. There's an, an electronic evidence where the then Army Commander Jeffrey Shabalala uh, stated clearly that they received a command uh, to look for me, to search for me, and then kill me systematically. In mm. the recording, he's even saying uh, their strategy was to kill me or assassinate me as if I died in a car accident. It, it, it's in the public domain who exposed that. So the reporting about Umswatu criticizing the government in Swaziland is very dangerous. Uh, you can only do that once you are in a safe place and uh, once you, you understand that you, shortly after publishing, your life won't be in danger. So that's why uh, this publication is able to breathe now because the editor is not in Swaziland. What do you think South Africa and I think the rest of the global community can do or can be doing to support the people of Eswatini, especially where you talk about the human rights abuses that are taking place, the clampdown on journalists that is taking place, and yet from an international or even diplomatic perspective, we're not seeing it being called out on that level. Um, uh, what you need to understand is that um, there is a certain extent or there are limitations in dealing with diplomatic issues. Uh, there is that uh, principle of sovereignty that other countries need to respect when uh, dealing with issues uh, in other countries. But uh, as mentioned earlier, Cyril uh, Ramaphosa, President Cyril Ramaphosa, did try to meet King Umswati. Aid him to subject or uh, agree to a political dialogue. To which the king agreed, but uh, he was just playing politics because now, seven months later, the situation or the political conflict is escalating in Swaziland and there's no political dialogue. Well, I would ask the international community to put pressure in Swaziland. There are other things that could be done, including sanctions. Swaziland is uh, depending on South Africa in terms of economic activity. Uh, almost everything in Swaziland comes from South Africa. Uh, High-profile people in Swaziland, they normally visit South Africa. They have assets in South Africa. Uh, almost the, uh, 90% of their lives, because once they steal the money, they, they, all, they normally hide it in other countries. So South Africa is uh, the the breed or the the, the air that South Africa breed. So I will ask those countries, particularly South Africa. South Africa can play a critical role in terms of facilitating a political dialogue in South Africa. But the first thing that needs to be done is to make sure that these uh, people who are oppressing South Africa are sanctioned. They must feel the pressure. And you will know, you will understand what... Uh, other countries need to suffocate the apartheid regime. So those strategies could be used even now to suffocate the Swati's regime. Swati is fully involved in business. Everything that involves him or linked to him could be suffocated economically so that he can feel the pressure. But in terms of it's dictating to Swaziland that this needs to be done, other countries are restricted from directly doing that. 
because of the principles that, or, or diplomatic principles in terms of sovereignty. Zoeli Martin Tlamini, he is the editor of Swaziland News.